Welcome to the Be Part of the Team podcast hosted by the England Rugby Match Fisher Development Team. The podcast which looks at all things referee development and good news stories from our refereeing community. In this episode, we're looking at taking the plunge and what it means to get started on your journey as a referee. Claire Antcliffe, one of our Match Fisher Developers, speaks to three brand new England Rugby Refereeing Award candidates and what the last season has meant for them in getting their award and getting started as a match official. Hi there, my name is Claire Antcliffe and I'm a member of the Match Official Development Team for England Rugby. Um, My focus is on developing match officials and in particular trying to encourage and engage more females to get into the officiating world. I'm here today with Vicky Offland from Cornwall Referee Society, with Annette Zhao from Knotts Links and Derbyshire Referee Society, and Laura Matthews from Staffordshire Referee Society. All of these wonderful women went through their award course, uh, their refereeing award course last season. That is our England Rugby Refereeing Award, and they're here to share some insights on how they found the course, what they enjoyed about it, and their first go at refereeing. So for those who aren't aware, we've got our um, England Rugby Refereeing Award course, which is for anybody who wants to referee the 15-a-side game at pretty much any level. It it gives you the really good sort of grounding of the foundation of of needing to referee. Um, But how was it tricky for you to take the plunge? Um, I'm going to come back to you, Vicky, uh, sort of taking that, going on that that course, the, the the error as we nickname it. How how did it feel actually going and applying to to be a part of it? Um, it wasn't challenging because I I was kind of dead set. I I really wanted to do this. I really wanted to challenge myself. Um, I was just a little bit probably delayed in sorting myself out because at this time I was down in Cornwall living with my parents because I just moved back. And I was trying to sort out my life admin after three years overseas and just get everything in order and stuff. Um, and then I eventually looked, I was like, oh, I just missed the uh, Cornwall one. So in the end, I did it up in, in Plymouth, in Devon, which is a, a nice, tasty drive along the A38, not particularly enjoyable road. Um, but no, it was really easy. And I was excited more than anything. Um, I kind of knew or expected I might be the only female walking into the room just because that's always been rugby for me as well even when I was out living in Asia I'd go to a session and then halfway through go oh I'm the only female here but I just got used to that um so I was kind of expecting it but um it would have been a nice surprise obviously to see another female in the room but it wasn't um but yeah, I, I was just dead excited to go and do it and learn and see what it was all about. Yeah, and I just want to pick up before I move on to another couple of questions on the course to, to, to the other members of the panel. You said that you were the only female in the room. And I would imagine that there's probably a few people out there thinking, you know, what if there's nobody in that space that's like me? What if I am the only female? How how was that on that sort of two two full days? Um. It was really good, actually, because I think one of the other um, participants, he was a ladies coach. So he understood a lot about the female game and wanted to chat to me about it. And he would bring his perspectives to it. Um, And, yeah, it was really, really supportive. Um, You do a bit of practical things, but I was never meant 
left to feel uncomfortable or anything um like if you didn't feel comfortable getting into a scrum like scrum uh set up then you wouldn't have to do it it wasn't forced or anything and I think it felt like a very safe space to go out there have fun make mistakes we're all beginners at the end of the day we've all got an interest in rugby that's why we're here and that's where the commonality comes and you forget about that that you're the only woman in the room you're like we're all here rugby players or rugby enthusiasts wanting to stay involved in the sport in one way or get more knowledge about the sport through to take into playing or something like that but we're all there for one purpose for that course at the end of the day okay so that's quite interesting actually there was probably more that you had in common with these people that you didn't if you looked at the whole package yeah oh okay I, I like that and um, Laura I'll come to you if I may obviously the course has changed fairly recently and there's a there's a sort of a day in the autumn and then a day in the spring summer um there's some other little bits in between people might be looking at it thinking that's a lot of time and effort and energy that I need to give to something that I I might not necessarily want to aspire to be you, you go a really long way in but do I really need to give up that time and is it worth it what was what was your experience of the course structure well I think the fact that it is two set days and you know roughly when those days are going to be helps you plan that time as well and the flexibility because I had to change my first day so the admin team who were booking everybody onto courses etc they made it very easy to do that so you know you booked it in advance something else came up um and i'd got a wedding in rugby so i thought actually if i stay there overnight at the family wedding i can actually go to the next the course in leicester the next day so they were really accommodating let me sort of change uh, my sort of travel plans and and get my time sorted out and got onto that course and then i they put me on the second day at Leicester but then obviously I didn't want to go back to Leicester because I wasn't at a wedding again so I was very easily able to change it back to the course with um, the rest of my teammates um, to do the second day and it didn't matter that you were with different people um, on those two different days so I think that flexibility is important to remember the the webinars there's loads of stuff online there's you get the Facebook groups the WhatsApp chat groups so it's as much time as you want to put into it really i think the most stressful bit was doing the sort of the law exam before you go but that's because you don't know anything and it's like oh you or you think you know it as a player <laughs> and then you're like oh am i not actually supposed to do that oh okay um yeah so so that was kind of but i think having that that you knew other people that were doing the course you could just kind of say guys i'm really struggling with this one i have no idea what this even means and then that you know you'd get that kind of support just even from the very outset to kind of get through through that but the course was really great fun it's a really good mix between classroom and practical um and like you say it's not there were other uh, women on my course I was on the same day as Annette on on day one so we know each other how to get uh, I think about four other ladies on our day one of the other ladies I knew because we they're a local sort of team that we play against regularly so we were kind of like oh hi hi you know so and that's that was the connection was the game of rugby you know so and when you sat with the other chaps on the table Annette and I were talking about being a player playing the game and 
you know, and that sort of thing. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be a female match official and you're going to be a male match official. It's like we all love rugby. We all want to know more about rugby. We all want to stay involved in rugby. Um, and that was the that was the common sort of theme. And then I think you do know more than you think you know. It's just articulating it in a different way, isn't it? And and I remember the first time standing at the course doing the practical stuff and watching all the people in the bats and, you know, what you're looking for on the offside. And I'm thinking, I've never actually seen that on a pitch because I'm in a scrum usually. And I'm like, wow, there's all this other stuff going on. <laughs> so it's a real, a real um, kind of eye opener to learn, just to learn more about the game. And I think it's a game we all love and who doesn't want to know more about what you love? Absolutely. Oh, that's great to hear. And Annette, have you got anything else from your course that, that you wanted to add to what Vicky and Laura have already said around your course experience? Yeah, I think I definitely agree on the, you, you sort of walk in expecting the majority to be men um, and then you're going to be the only one. I had the same thing as well. I also had to, I had to go to Leicester. That's why I was in the Leicester course, because there was a <clears throat> one that I could make in Nottingham. Um, yeah, but once you got there, it's it's actually quite nice because normally as a rugby women's rugby player, I don't spend a lot of time talking to men's rugby player or coaches. And it's quite interesting to see how the question that you can tell immediately, the questions they were asking is, for example, lots of them on our course, um, <clears throat> um, refereed junior, junior rugby. So a lot of questions will be like, oh, could, could I explain my decisions? Um, and I would have not even thought about that in adult rugby because I don't have that experience. So it's nice to have a kind of diverse group of people attending the same course, definitely. Um, I mean, I would I would love to have had more uh, female match officials at my courses or in just in general. Um, a side point at NLD, we have currently one active female referee that's me um, so it's a bit lonely um, but then again I'm trying very hard with my diversity inclusion committee members to recruit, recruit more female match officials um, but yeah I think I genuinely had a very good experience at the courses um, and I think yeah it's not as scary uh, everyone was there to help and the things the slides even now when I go to society trainings they still get referred back to you know you you know you you give your um whatever signal and then you explain it you confirm it and all of that um it's all very useful from day one and it's almost for me it's almost like the more you referee the more you realize those were like wise words even though on day one I was just sat there like okay I'll just take notes I have no idea what that means uh, but the more you referee, the more you realise those experienced words from other referees. Yeah. Brilliant. So, so some quite similar themes in what you were experiencing, but obviously in very different ways. And again, Annette, I'm just going to pick up on one thing that you said that compounds what the other guys have said as well, is that you came at it from a sort of a female point of view. But actually, and I've heard this too, there could have been a somebody who was a youth coach who felt, I don't know what I'm doing because I think everybody's going to be there from a senior rugby point of view. So there's a lot of people all saying, I reckon I'm going to be the only one in my space. And actually, if we're all very different, we're all very the same, aren't we? So, um, yeah, I think that the courses that I delivered as well, there was there's starting to be a lot more different, different experiences, different reasons for doing it and, and different people in those spaces. So. 
that's really cool so can i just have how many of you are out there officiating so you've done your course how many of you have officiated either as a touch judge or an ar or, or a referee let's see that show of hands show of hands. yay one two three all of you so we'll let's mix it up a little bit we'll go to um laura what was your first experience like because so many people do a course and then go nah what made <laughs> you do it and what was the experience well i said yes without thinking about it and then stressed about it for the four weeks up to the game because it was all like pre-season friendlies and I thought I'm going to message them and say I can't do it and I thought no don't do that and then it got so close to the game that I couldn't then do it because I'm not the sort of person that would let people down because I appreciate if you don't have a ref the game doesn't go ahead does it um so I kind of it was just I just said yes without thinking about it and then so firstly I didn't realize that it was going to be a men's senior game um and then secondly I didn't realize like the that it was going to be the the team that came from the other it was Stone v Utopster and that some of the players came were just pre-season so they were all just up for game time so there was a mixture of first team players second team players players who'd come back after like a long time off that sort of stuff um and I sort of messaged and said yeah I'll do it had a bit of a meltdown with the coach and I was like just to be really clear I haven't refereed a game before I have done my course I am a player but I've not refereed before are, are you sure that you're okay <laughs> and he was like it's gonna be fine it's gonna be great you'll be great don't worry about it um and there's two other um women from my team who have also done the error course so we kind of travel as a as a three so I messaged them guys and I said I've done something really stupid and I've offered to referee this game <laughs> and they broke the game down luckily into like 20 minute sections so it was really good so we all went together and we all had comms because our um chairman from our staff's rest society Phil Everett he came along with us as well and I thought, oh, great, he's going to put his kit on and he'll come on and help us out if we all get it horribly wrong. No, he turned up in shorts and a shirt and a sun hat uh, with comms and a clipboard. And he just said, no, I'm just going to take some notes. And I was like, oh, my God. So I was absolutely terrified. But we all took it in turns. We all kind of sounded really confident in our pre-match briefing and spoke to the guys. They were all great. They were just, like you say, glad to be on the pitch again after being off um all summer and th they just kind of looked and sort of said a bit weirdly like but we don't know what to call you and I said well sir's fine you know that as long as it's respectful that's okay so they had a little chat and then they came back and they said can we call you mom we'd like to call you mom and I was like well okay yeah no problem if that's how you feel comfortable then that then that's fine so we're doing the the game I'm, I'm in complete panic. I've got my whistle. I blew it a few times and I was like, mm, you know, and they were going, oh, miss, miss. And then mom, mom. And then after a few minutes, like 30 grown men on a pitch all going, mom, sounded like they were all shouting, mom. <laughs> like, mom, mom. And I was like, oh, no. So that was my first learning from that. But uh, mom is probably not what I want people to come <laughs> when I'm on the pitch. <laughs> uh, and then but it was really um, 
I was terrified the whole time and I didn't kind of quite relax enough to enjoy it. It was just a huge sense of relief when it was all over. Um, and Phil bought us a beer from the bar afterwards and sat us down and he said, you know, well done. You did really, really well. Here's your feedback and this is what you need to work on, which was like this long um, when we when we finished. But it was really constructive. Um, and I thought, yeah, I'm just going to have to keep going and just do keep saying yes to things and not overthinking it but yeah I'm still in the phase where if I get asked to sort of referee or officiate I'm still in the terrified space at the minute but um yeah but we always got such great support and there's another female uh Emily in our staff society and she's always like messaging and she comes along to support and we've been to support her as well so we've got made quite a little unit for ourselves in our society that's really helpful Oh, that's great. And we'll pick up on sort of the camaraderie going forward. But um, Vicky, I'm interested in your sort of first and maybe subsequent experiences or something that you want to highlight, having now actually gone into the world of officiating. Yeah, so it took me a long time to do the first game because um, mm -hmm. I was moving up to Manchester. But once I got myself settled, I signed up with the ref and they were like, I'll put in your availability on who's the ref. So I did that. Unfortunately, it was like towards the first game, towards the end of the season. So I got appointed my first two games. And then as Friday came round, all one cancelled, all the other cancelled. And I've been like building up and getting nervous throughout the week going, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I, I feel like I'm forgetting all the laws and all things. So then a couple of weeks later, I, I eventually had my first game, which I think was like the penultimate game of the season for two teams. And I was like, Laura terrified I, it's like a 3 3 p.m kickoff what do you do with the whole morning because I'm an early riser as well it's like what do I do with the whole morning into the afternoon before I have to leave because it was only like 10 minutes drive away as well so I like, don't even have a long journey to occupy myself um and I think like that first game you have to accept it's going to be a blur and I think I remember getting to my first breakdown and going oh my gosh there's a lot more to look at here as a referee than as a player. Like as a player, all I wanted was to jackle the ball and I didn't care about anything else around that perimeter, basically. Um, and I think like Laura, like I had someone from the society there who, which fills you with so much, like just mental confidence that they've got your back and they'll be there if anything goes wrong, which was really nice. Um, and knowing that you're kind of, mic'd up as well so if anyone comes near you and says anything it's it's going to go through to to them as well so that was really nice and yeah I think I got to the end of the game and I called one of my family and I was like I can't really remember what just happened because it was like an overwhelming oh I've done that adrenaline gone um but I loved it and then this season I've kind of thrown myself in there from from the start I've done Colts which is a completely different challenge to men's rugby which is really nice I love the variety of games that you'll get and the gameplay and the way it's structured and things and I think unfortunately in my society I'm the only woman at the moment I think they've had women previously but it seems like there's no other women active at the moment so it's still a bit like I'm still finding my feet of who I can chat who can be that person on the end of the phone to call like um if something goes wrong but like the RFU have set up the great mentorship at the end of last season with um people like Claire and um I had a two hour 
almost two hour chat with Leone last week um, just to talk about the start of the season. And honestly, I, I need to send an email actually just to thank her because so many of the things that we spoke about, I was I had a really challenging game on Saturday and I just heard her voice in my head going this and that. And it just really, really helped. And knowing that you can just reach out to someone who sees it from your perspective as well as a new ref of what you might be nervous about or unsure about and how to manage this because I think the thing I was most nervous about was what happens if a 30-man brawl breaks out that was the thing that always plays on my mind and the way Leone structured the conversation with me was so helpful and kind of released some of that pressure and worry of how to handle it and honestly like her voice was in the back of my head on Saturday when oh it was a bit of a nightmare but it was good I I, I came off the game happy actually happier than I had done the other week even though it was a more challenging game because I felt like I managed it really a lot better than I could have done prior to that conversation yeah that could have been that must be quite exhilarating actually but it actually being in that position to know that you've managed something that could have got out of hand in any walk yeah. of life I suppose to know that you had a positive influence on it so oh that's really good to hear um, and and any anything to add because I, I want to kind of pick up on um the camaraderie um so for maybe if you can tell us a little bit about from your refereeing um have you had a good experience with camaraderie whether it's just with the people on the pitch or with your support um yeah so um within NLD I think we have this um system or whatever they do so my first game <laughs> was in a typical February English weather sleeting um I showed up with like my clean kit my clean flags uh there was no spectator because the rain was so horrendous everyone just left um but the referee society sent over uh can't remember what the official title is but basically they're there to hold your hands throughout the process they're not a reviewer so they don't review you but they will give you hints and notes <laughs> so that was really good so he was there he was the only spectator um uh and that was just from kind of this is my first game it was a mid-season friendly between men's um so senior men's second teams um it was I think it was genuinely a blur at this point, uh, but I think it was quite, they were both quite competitive. I've missed a, a ton of things. I, at one point, I nearly got past the ball, uh, typical rugby player, referee. Um, so, but the the good thing is he, I could see he was there, even though there was nothing, nothing, no one around. Um, so that really gave me sort of, you just know that someone's watching you and not they're not watching the team and they're not there to criticize you they're there to give you a hint and then it's really nice in half time that you have someone to talk to as well so like he didn't give me any hints at that point because I'm midway through like a, a game but he was just like this is really going really well I'll keep doing what you're doing right um We'll, we'll we'll do the what you didn't do after you finish the game, so don't worry about that. So when you think about refereeing in that space, what does it what does it give you as a person? That's a sort of a positive experience. What do you get out of it? Um, the overwhelming sense of challenging yourself is 
you know, it's not something that everybody does. Not everybody does something that scares them or challenges them or puts them right out of their comfort zone, but they go and do it anyway. And I feel really proud of myself for being in that, for being that sort of person that puts themselves in those situations and, you know, and wants to do well. Um, and it's also pretty amazing when you turn up to a club and you, you know, you ref a team. I was, I've not refed in the middle of a Colts game, but I've done um, assistant refereeing for, for a few of the Colts games now and some of the other men's games, particularly at my own club. And just the reaction from people of like, oh, oh gosh, you know, and although you're part of this amazing community of women, you are still very thin on the ground in a rugby club when you when you go there. And one of the lads of the Colts game went, we've never had women ref us before. He said, this is really cool. <laughs> and it's those sorts of reactions. And, and the reactions to people at work, in my personal life, they're, they're like, it's amazing. You know, you're like, you're a female match official, you're a referee. Oh, you know, it's a bit of a a bit of a, a novelty, you know, and I and that gives me an enormous sense of pride and, and self-achievement and and confidence. You know, you lift your head up that little bit higher when you're walking down down the street. And I think women generally can lack that self-confidence. And I think and I do still lack that self-confidence, but being able to say I'm a referee and, and I get as much pride from putting my referee kit on as I do my playing kit. Um, and I get that same sense of empowerment and, you know, just feeling generally awesome on game days. Um, and I just think it's, there's no other feeling like it is there, you know, enough. And, and I'm just, I'm just proud of myself that I've put myself out there and it terrifies me, but I do it anyway. Brilliant. That's great. I mean, there's a lot that was hit upon there. Um, so, Vicky, is there, is there anything that you'd like to add to that? I know that you said that you were kind of dead set on being a ref, didn't you? So what? why was that and what is it that you get out of, of refereeing? Um, I guess I was dead set on refereeing union because I'd done touch before and I'd got into that to do just we needed referees to do our community social tournaments. But I always felt like I knew rugby union better. It was a game I played since I was 16 or whatever. Um, but through my years of refereeing, whether it was touch, I knew what it brought me in terms of my soft skills that I can apply to work life, um, things like that. And refereeing union has a completely different challenge. There's so many more laws to it. Um, there's so many more players on the pitch. And for me, similarly, like I'm not the most outgoing person. And I think over the last couple of years, I've become even more kind of introverted than I have been. But the rugby field has always been my safe space where I can get on there and just be myself and like tell people oh, I'm passing right. Or as a player, it would be like I would talk to anyone, take me off the pitch and I would kind of go into my shell. And it's the same with refereeing. It's like. I'm on the pitch now. I have to do this. There's no backing out. And it's a, it's been a way for me, similarly, to build my confidence, but also build skills that or develop skills that I can apply to work. And particularly, I was chatting to someone at the weekend. I think patience is one that I've never really had. Um, 
I would be quite reactive to people and not think before I speak. But as a referee, if something goes on, you have to step out of the situation, step back in and go, this is what I saw. And I'm seeing myself doing that more and more in my outside of life of just being a little bit more down to earth, probably, and probably a lot less uptight. And I think that's been a really positive change for me as a person. And I think similarly about being I went to Macclesfield Sevens in the summer and it, it was only my second run out actually. And I turned up to referee the women. They put me on most of the women's games, which I was cool with. And I'm like, wow, female referee. And I think at that point I realized that, oh, actually, even though I feel normal, I'm a referee just doing my job, but actually I'm not. And hopefully, and what I'd really love to see is that it's not a shock when you turn up at the pitch. You don't, they don't have to ask that question of what would you like to be called? Because every other week they might have a female referee and it's 50-50% chance that you get a male, female, whatever referee turn up and referee the game. But yeah, I love it. I, I just, it's good fun and you have a good laugh with them. And I think I said to someone the other day, I said, if I, they kept asking me how long was left and I said oh if you I'm going to start taking a pound of you every time you ask me this question because it's ridiculous and it was just it's just good fun like it is and you get to meet all kinds of personalities and yeah on the rugby pitch you hear all sorts of rubbish I think someone heard like 10 minutes into the game like how long left I just want my pint or something like that but it's, it's the community and you're yeah. there to like give them the Saturday afternoon or the Sunday afternoon they want and have good fun yourself and I think that's nice to know that the community side of it is still there ref coach or player isn't it I think that's the sort of the important thing to take forward so last sort of few words to you Annette um similar thing but also if somebody was going to come to you and say well I'm thinking about doing a course why should people do it why should people become a ref and just take the plunge especially from a female point of view for me, it's about kind of it's kind of a real life exercising for people management. Thirty mm. men, I don't even get to do that at work. Um, uh, so it's a lot of it's quite nice practice for real life. Um, if you do get to manage people and do have to multitask and prioritize what you're gonna do every single day at work or at school. Um, so I think that's the biggest takeaway for me. And that's normally that's my biggest selling point when I go to a club and try and talk to people about what you can get out of refereeing. So it's about that practice in people management. You said building up a bit of resilience as well, but all important things that, yeah, you can take into everyday life as well. I think one, one of the key messages that we try to give as well is that we're all trying to just facilitate a game of rugby to happen, aren't we? That's why we're there having benefited and I, I was a player myself but having benefited from playing to know that we can go and have a positive effect on the pitch to make 30 people or however many are on the pitch be able to play a game of rugby at the weekend then we're doing our part to make sure that this game of rugby just has more people playing more rugby more often which is essentially what we're all about isn't it um this has been fantastic and it was uh, it was meant to be quite well, short and punchy, but actually it, it's been so interesting hearing all of your your stories, your different whys of getting involved, your different experiences, but that sort of same sense of support and camaraderie and actually is it, is it as bad as I first thought it was going to be? 
but the stuff that you get out of it as well it's been been fantastic so i'd like to thank um laura vicky and annette for sharing their experiences and um i'm sure they would join me in saying book on your england rugby refereeing award If you want to know more about refereeing, simply visit keepyourbootson.co.uk for tons of resources around match officiating, whether that's on-field, off-field, or if you're brand new. If you want to get booked onto your nearest England Rugby Refereeing Award, simply visit GMS Course Finder, enter your postcode, and get booked onto your nearest course. Until then, that's all from the Be Part of the Team podcast. See you soon.